that. Welcome into the Orange and Brown Report podcast. I am your host, Jared Mueller, and the Cleveland Browns are now 5-3. and three. Uh, The Las Vegas Raiders are now 4-3 and three as they pull off the 16-6 victory in Cleveland in a wind game. Now, it's important. We've talked about weather a lot, but we got to be really clear that rain and snow are one thing. Wind is a completely different thing, and we saw that with a couple kicks. Both teams missed field goals, um, but we just saw what was a sloppy game. And if we can be very honest, from the outside looking in, the Cleveland Browns looked tired, looked exhausted, looked not unfocused, but that they were a step behind in almost everything they did. And so... Uh, We can talk about what that might mean and what that might look like as the week goes on. Uh, But right now we need to talk about the game and we need to talk about the fact that the Cleveland Browns are now five and three. The Oakland Raiders are now four and three. So the Browns are a uh, half game up on their opponent for today, but obviously then would uh, lose the uh, tiebreaker. So at four, five and three, uh, the Browns will most likely still be, uh, or definitely will be, either in the sixth or seventh position uh, for the playoffs. So they'll still be in the playoffs, quote unquote, in the playoffs uh, if they were to start today, despite this loss. Uh, but that'll put the Raiders uh, just a half game behind with a chance to tie the Browns and with the tiebreaker uh, step over the Browns uh, with the Browns by next week. And so. Uh, I just want to be very honest. The Cleveland Browns, as a team, lost this game. Except for, to be very honest, Baker Mayfield. Now, did was Baker perfect? No. I have two or three poor throws uh, of his. Obviously, I want to re-watch all 25 of them. Um, I have two or three pretty poor throws uh, early in the game. I believe it was his first throw. He just did not have a good grip on the ball. Uh, He was behind on a Jarvis Landry crosser where he thought maybe Jarvis would throttle down. Jarvis kept going, but it was a poor throw uh, and a couple others. But this was not a game that even though if you look at the box scores and folks, I want to be honest with you, you will know who knows football and who really watched the game based on how they talk about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's box score is 12 of 25 for 122 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's not good, right? Those numbers would lead you, if you didn't watch the game, to assume that Baker Mayfield had a terrible game. But then we look at drops and being somewhat conservative, I have seven drops for the Cleveland Browns. Today, So of the 13 incompletions that Baker Mayfield had, I had seven drops. So more than half of them were drops, including one that was a touchdown to Jarvis Landry, uh, even possibly a second one to Jarvis Landry late in the game where he got just destroyed and really not going to hold that one against him. Uh, A first down conversion to David Njoku, Uh, another um, conversion, I believe, to Jarvis Landry. Um, and then early in the game, there was a, a screen pass on a third down to Andy Janovich. Um, and the screen wasn't perfectly set up. It could have been interesting. Um, but unfortunately, he dropped that screen pass and went right through his hands. And so they didn't get any yardage on that third down. So um, 
And then uh, Nick, I'm sorry, <laughs> Kareem Hunt also had a late game drop um, to put us up to seven. Um, there may have been an eighth that I missed out on. But so if we have seven drops um, that were pretty simple or at some level simple. So you get Baker up to 18 or 19 of 25 for 200 and some yards and one or two touchdowns all of a sudden, the game is completely different, right? Um, not just on the scoreboard, but people are going to talk about Baker Mayfield differently where it had nothing to do with him. And then you add to that uh, the fumble by Harrison Bryant early in the game, uh, which was obviously a, a huge drive killer there. And and you're talking about an offense that really struggled besides Baker, You know, when I look at the running game, uh, Kareem Hunt, 14 attempts for 66 yards. Baker had six attempts for 29 yards. Listen, I'm not a Baker homer, but we have to be really honest. When you look at, you know, uh, Jedrick Wills, the Browns rookie, if we took out all the drops, we still may be talking about Jedrick Wills costing the Browns the game because we look at his two false starts and a holding penalty uh, costing the Browns 20 yards and those penalties just can be really, really frustrating for momentum and, um, you know, being in front of the sticks and just so many different things um, that those penalties can if- affect. Not to mention on defense, we had two face masks and two offsides on the Browns. So uh, one was on Garrett when it was very clear that Derek Carr was uh, just running out the clock uh, on that quarter. And then we had uh, Olivier Vernon offsides on a PAT, which then was enforced on the kickoff. So may not have had a huge impact, but two face masks, one by Larry Ogunjobi, one uh, by Ronnie Harrison, and then Wills with three penalties himself. Just a lot of things going on there that the Browns did not put themselves in position to win. The effort didn't seem like the issue. People are going to talk about toughness and some other things. The reality is, is that the Browns, especially on offense, are their line is built as a as a technique, a speed, um, a footwork offensive line. We we love it when it works. Put Chris Hubbard in in, in place of Wyatt Teller. Uh, have only Kareem Hunt and not Nick Chubb. It didn't really work as well, and they're not as good as a straight power team, just a lineup, solo block, you know, duo block. Even on many of their power plays, they're they're bringing a puller or they're doing a lot of different things with their tight ends. The Raiders, on the other hand, that is literally how they're built. They're built like a 1990s team. That's where John Gruden was good, and he's still doing the exact same thing. By the way, shout out to uh, the other one of three great Sandusky-born folks. You have John Gruden, Orlando Pace, and yours truly, Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, so at least he his team got the win today. But the, the Raiders are built with 325, 340-pound offensive linemen. So when you think of, quote-unquote, toughness in a game that has a lot of wind, it's rainy, it's sleety, footing is really difficult, well, their, their offensive line is going straight forward. There's not a lot of cutting. There's not a lot of pulling. They'll, they'll do some of that, obviously. But their main thing is they're going to get right into you, and they're going to go. And they you saw the line of scrimmage move. And they also have a lot of bigger guys on their defensive line. You know, Maurice Hurst went out early, but there's a lot of quality, big people. They may not rush the passer perfectly well outside of Max Crosby, but they're going to move the line of scrimmage, and they did that most of the game. And so a lot of people are talking about uh, 
toughness and strength and grit and want to, you know, all the different kind of buzzwords that, you know, media and fans like to talk about. But the reality is, is the Browns may be built well for their run game, but without Teller, without Chubb, it just didn't go as smoothly against a team that is built up front to be really, really stout but maybe not as much uh, of a pass rush uh, dynamic team, but more of a big team. And so the Browns have struggled, right? They struggled against the Steelers and Ravens, um, who were bigger, very physical teams. Um, And now they struggled against the Raiders, especially with the wind causing some havoc uh, and limitations to the passing offense where you did not see the ball going downfield, anything significant for the Browns and really not even for the Raiders. Uh, You had an early deep ball uh, by Derek Carr that was, I don't know, five to 10 yards over his receiver's head um, where he should have just put it on a rope. So the wind played significant problems for these offenses. The Raiders with their size and their strength were able to just push the Browns around And I think we have to be really honest about the limitations when Miles Garrett is not healthy and not in the game. And so while Miles is obviously a great pass rusher, uh, really impressed that Derek Carr didn't get stripped uh, early in the game. Uh, That was just really impressive. And then Ronnie Harrison couldn't pick that ball off. Another missed opportunity for the Browns. Um, But Miles Garrett not only is really good against uh, rushing the passer, but he is very good against the run and often is in the right place, uses his size, speed, and strength to make plays. And unfortunately, with him out for a lot of run plays so that they could have him on passing downs, the Browns really struggled on that defensive line. They need a week off. They got a week off. They have a bye coming. We'll talk about that here in a second. But before we do that, we're going to look at some of the statistics from today's game. And a lot of these statistics, as we talk about them, are actually going to surprise you that the game ended up only 16-6, to right? Uh, with the Browns missing a field goal late that they were uh, trying to you know, get their second possession. If they would have made that 16-9 to uh, and then had some kind of chance for an onside or uh, to try to stop the Raiders with... Uh, their three timeouts, but unfortunately it didn't. But with with the score 16 to six, you would think that uh, these stats would tell you that the game would have been even worse than that on the scoreboard. But watching the game, it did feel like a game that was going not really back and forth, but was just in the lurch for a lot of the game. Uh, And then that touchdown to Hunter Renfro, which some are going to say should have been called back. I get why it was not. Uh, Really felt like the nail in the coffin, just the way the Browns uh, we're struggling to make plays on offense, and the Raiders were just running the ball down their throat. So the first statistic is time of possession. The Raiders were 17 seconds short of 38 minutes. Thir- 38 minutes of time of possession to the Browns, 22 minutes of time of possession. That is almost a 16 minute, so it's 15 and a half minute difference in time of possession, which is obviously huge in today's game. With that, obviously the Raiders were able to run the ball. Josh Jacobs, 31 attempts, 31 attempts, 128 yards. Talked about that in the piece that I wrote this morning uh, on the Raiders uh, win over the Chiefs and that that uh, turnovers, uh, specifically fumbling, running the ball, and big plays on offense were keys to that victory. This week, it was rushing the ball. 
31 attempts for 128 yards for Josh Jacobs. Carr had six attempts for 41 yards. Devontae Booker had five attempts for 29 yards. Seemed like more for Booker. Richard uh, had one for six. Ruggs with one. Ingold with one for three yards. Uh, For the Browns, rushing 14 attempts for 66 yards for Hunt. Already told you about Mayfield. Two, or I'm sorry, six for 29. And Dearness Johnson, two for six yards. Derek Carr, 15 of 24. 112 yards in that one Hunter Renfro touchdown. Baker Mayfield, 12 of 25. Again, told you about all of those drops for 122 yards. Receiving Waller, five for 28. This is where you can tell not a lot of passing offense, right? Four for 26 for Renfro with that touchdown. Witten, two for 21. Booker, one for 17. Richard, one for 12. On the Brown side, Landry was targeted 11 times with what looks like four or five drops. Uh, so targeted 11 times, four receptions, 52 yards. Harrison Bryant, three for 25, but that one fumble in Joku. One for 19, targeted three times. Higgins targeted three times, one for 14. Hunt only targeted three times for two for seven. Just not a lot of offense going on. Outside of the Raiders rushing attack, which just straight up dominated the game. And as we look, no turnovers for either team. Uh, I'm sorry, no turnovers for the Raiders. And then we have the Harrison Bryant uh, fumble for the Browns, which was huge for the game. Maybe didn't decide the game, but really uh, caused a lot of limitations uh, early in the game for the Browns. No interceptions, no fumbles lost, even though Derek uh, Carr fumbled at the end of, and it may have even been overturned if there was a challenge, but his guy recovered it um, down near the end zone before they kicked the game. Uh, ceiling intercept or field goal. Overall, just an interesting game. I said uh, on Twitter, and I believe in our VIP uh, forum conversation, that there was going to be nothing about this game that I thought was going to be a significant takeaway. And I, I still am there. The reality is that the Browns seem tired. They did. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm, I don't know why. Uh, if anything, I will say it's it's a statement against them that they would they look tired. They just did. They look tired. Obviously, the defense is going to be tired. They're going to be tired when they're on the field so long. Right again, almost 38 minutes of a 60 minute game. The Browns defense was on the field. That's going to wear on a team. And then the offense just couldn't get in sync. Listen, when you have that many drops, it's darn near impossible for the offense to get in sync. It is darn near impossible with that many drops and the Harrison Bryant fumble and Jedrick Wills, two false starts and a holding penalty. It is really hard for an offense to get in sync. And, and that means the win went bye-bye-bye. Sorry, I had to make the in-sync joke. Um, and now the Browns go into their bye week at 5-3. and three. Listen, given everything, Teller's injury, Chubb's uh, injury, OBJ's injury, new coach, all, of, all that goes into the season, 5-3 and three is not bad. The Bengals um, look like they're going to win against Tennessee, so that maybe makes that win seem better uh, than... It, you know, it was thought of last, you know, the two that they had against them. But in the end, the Browns go into their bye five and three. 
They have what seems like an easy schedule coming up. Seems like. You never know. Uh, the trade deadline, we'll talk about that throughout the week, uh, probably specifically with Steven on, depending on when or if any moves get made in advance of that. But I wouldn't expect that Andrew Barry's decision-making has changed significantly because of this game. I'm not sure if the Browns won it would have changed or or lost it was going to change. I think the only thing that would have really changed anything would have been some kind of injury. I think Barry is going to stay the course. What that means, I don't know, but it most likely doesn't mean one-year rentals, unless you're talking about a sixth or seventh round pick or some type of pick swap or something of that nature. And it probably doesn't mean some aging veteran. And it probably maybe doesn't even mean, you know, an, an Anthony Harris who's on a big contract. Because again, that six, seven, eight million dollars comes off of what they can spend next year as they look to, you know, hopefully sign an extension for Baker Mayfield, possibly extend Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, Larry Ogunjobi is going to be a free agent. They need edge players, right? There's just a lot going on there. So bringing in seven, eight million dollars on Anthony Harris's contract or six or eight, whatever it is, uh, can affect what they're able to do next offseason and do with extensions. So the Cleveland Browns go to five and three. The Las Vegas Raiders go to four and three. The Browns are still in the playoff hunt and in the playoff position. Now we'll see what happens at the trade deadline and going through the bye week that they can get some rest. But again, if you have anybody telling you that Baker Mayfield is the reason they lost this game, could you please let them know they should watch the game? And if they have watched the game, please let them know they need to talk to me. Baker has had many issues this year, has been a significant struggle at times. Today, despite 12 of 25 for 122 yards, Today was not one of them that you're putting this game on Baker Mayfield. Pretty much everyone else on the team holds some responsibility for this loss. Just like in the past, Baker Mayfield has been the sole reason for some losses. Today's just not that game, folks. So, again, thank you for stopping by the Orange and Brown Report podcast. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at the OBR. I am your host, Jared Mueller. If you disagree with me or agree with me on Twitter at Jared K. Mueller. And everything is up on the OBR.com. We will get you covered as we get into the NFL trade deadline. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure you take care of yourself, take care of others. And since it's on Tuesday, please vote. And go Browns.